Welcome to Built in Texas, y'all. This is Jasmine Brand, and I am your host. We are Indie Women's History Month in a bright, colorful way with Dallas-based artist Mary McHale, who is changing the game and the Texas art scene with every piece that she creates. This week, we are discussing the business of art and being a creative, why it's so important for women to protect themselves mentally and legally, and the role her Egyptian culture has played in her art and her experiences living here in Texas. Hope you all enjoy the show. Marion, thank you so much for joining us this week on Built in Texas. Happy Monday. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes, we have been collectively as a team stalking you for some time, Mary. So we are so excited to be closing out Women's History Month, which this has been an amazing Women's History Month as things yeah. are opening up fully here in, in the state of Texas. But we're excited to kind of wrap up and close out the, the end of March with you. So um, thrilled that you're joining us, excited about all the stuff you have going on. We want to share it with our community, but we always start off with a very important critical question that you have to answer. And we okay, need you to be honest about it too, Marion. Ooh, okay, here we go. <laughs> okay. Sushi or Tex Mex? Oh Tex Mex. Okay. So what's interesting every time we ask this that it, I mean we are in Texas, so Tex Mex right. is just like in our in our blood and our veins, right? Uh what's your favorite Tex Mex thing to to snack on? Okay, so I'm a big guac girl. I love guacamole. I actually think I personally make some of the best guacamole mm. there is. Because anytime I make it, it goes like this. <laughs> I love enchiladas. Mm. Um, I love chips and queso. Okay. Yeah, I definitely would go with text mess. Sushi is like a is like a seasonal thing for me. Like every now and then I'm like, I'm craving sushi. Okay. But Tex Mex is like Yes. It's, yes. You could do it a couple times a week. Oh yeah. No question. <laughs> well, so we, every week we, we are, we like to talk about Tex-Mex food. I mean, this is something we, we bring it up every week on the show, but we also are thrilled to introduce our community of women around the state to just the fantastic creatives, leaders that are just doing the thing and, and really kind of opening doors and getting us to think about things differently. We also like to really call all this magic stuff that's happening in the new Texas. And the new Texas for us is just kind of this, it's a new flavor of what's happening here. It definitely yeah. takes in the fact that our history, we know kind of where we come from, but we have so many transplants and so many women doing awesome stuff here. So without reading your bio and kind of getting and taking up a lot of time with that, we'd love for you to kind of take us back to what you've been doing for the last year, where you live. And then for those that are tuning in, she has this incredible art on the back of a wall. We'll, we'll share a little bit of this video when her episode comes out. But I also want you to tell me, after you kind of fill us in on what you've been working on, tell us the story of these, these pieces, because I'm obsessed with them already. Thank you so much. Well, kind of what I've been up to is um, in November, I... Uh, debuted my like latest collection of works, which is titled Mektub, It Is Written. Mektub in Arabic, I'm Egyptian. Mektub in Arabic means it is written. Mm -hmm. And I created this collection of modern pop art, contemporary Egyptian works. And I tied in themes from the book, The Alchemist. It's one of my favorite books. And so in November, I debuted that collection. Um, it was seven months of creating 32 pieces of artwork, you know, securing a venue space, securing a liquor sponsor, marketing, you know, all the, all the things that 
you know, are involved in self-producing an art show, you know, typically a gallery is the one that does all that for right. you. I decided to forego that and do it myself because I'm able to net, <laughs> you know, right. gallery is going to take 50%. Um, so I debuted that in November and it has just been the catalyst for, you know, so many things over the course of the last few months. Um, that self-produced show led to a six-week exhibition at the Jeanette Kennedy Gallery, which is currently on display through the weekend. It got extended. Um, I've been doing, you know, podcast interviews. I was featured on Good Morning Texas. I was featured on um, Tex the Texas Today show on NBC. Um, so, I mean, I've just been so blessed with so many things over the course of the last few months. That's amazing. So were you... Were you always doing art? Did you have a corporate life back then? And also to the, the description of you, like, you know what? I'm just going to do my own. There is some kind of sassiness. We talk about this every week, but like, <laughs> oh, yeah. women where you, even if you've only been here for a little bit of time or you're a transplant, it's this thing, like, I'll just do it myself. This, this very independent yeah. kind of grit to do it. Um, yeah. Is this, did, have you been doing this for a long time or did you discover like maybe work in corporate that I, I, there's this creative piece inside of me? So I started my art journey at 13. My dad studied architecture and back then there was no like AutoCAD, which is the software used now. Everything had to be done by hand. So when he showed me those drawings at 13, I was very motivated and inspired by his drawings. So I used to sit at his drawing table and practice my favorite basketball players, like drawing my favorite basketball players. And it's so funny because 18 years later, you know, 20 years later, here I am doing custom pieces for the top NBA players. It's just that's Maybe. why I titled that that exhibition. It is written. Something yes. is written. I wanted to study art in college. I had a scholarship. I have Egyptian foreign parents. They said you are not wasting a scholarship <laughs> on art. That is not a real job. Mm -hmm. So I studied exercise science, thinking that I would be a physical therapist or be an athletic trainer. Mm -hmm. In college, I worked at a couple physical therapy offices. I found that that is not what I really actually wanted to do. Yeah. Art was always in my heart, right? <laughs> so um, I worked so many different jobs. I worked for the government throughout college. I worked as a re in retail management. I was a manager for Target. Ultimately, the, the bulk of my career, which I spent about seven or eight years, was in operations management for physician staffing firms. The last job that I worked prior to leaving to do art full time, I worked for a startup company that was a physician staffing firm. They would staff for very high level doctors. And I was doing all the operations for that company. It was a blessing in disguise yeah. because it was a startup. I was wearing so many hats mm -hmm. and I got to have my hand in so many things that I otherwise may have not been able to at a larger, you know, corporation. Mm -hmm. So being in charge of P&L reports and, mm -hmm. you know, P&L and budgeting and forecasting and ordering supplies and managing, you know, the teams and all these things are now being applied to my art business mm -hmm. because as an artist, you really have to run everything as a business. It's not just about creating artwork. Yes. Otherwise, you will. Otherwise, you will fall under that stigma of being a starving artist. I like to be a thriving artist. Right. I run it as a business. So, to answer your question, I was doing operations management prior to leaving 
to do art full time. And it took me four years to build the capital, to build the name recognition, to build the clientele, the you know high level collectors, and and to be able to start getting my you know hand in working with celebrities and athletes and things like that. And then when I saw that I was truly going to be able to sustain, then I made the decision to transition and, and leave. I love that because I think it's it's keeping it real too. A, we all have journeys and stories, and nothing happens overnight. You know, despite what the gram share, share shows us, right? Like most of us that have a passion or talent have been doing this for a long time. And I love this idea of thinking about the business of art, especially because we have so many creatives that are part of our community that that you've got to think about both. And I'd be curious for you to share with our audience, as I shared, we always like to introduce the incredible, diverse, and just amazing women that live, work, and do business here. But we always are always passionate about sharing some nuggets of of life and wisdom and so so we can save those those girls that are out there like some time like don't make the mistakes we have what's some of the biggest lessons you've discovered and learned over the last year especially because we're we're kind of coming out of the pandemic but it's been hard for not just especially for creatives and those in hospitality but um business women in general have had to kind of pivot so what's been the biggest lessons for you for someone that is maybe work in corporate, but has this other passion they'd like to get to, or even for an artist that's struggling and, and, and it feels alive when they do the art, but maybe the business side is, is struggling. Mm-hmm. Any lessons for either one of those? Yes. Um, well, the first lesson that popped into my mind that I just really want to speak on is about protecting yourself, mm. even protecting yourself, le- like legally protecting yourself, um, but also protecting your headspace and your, your creative juices and your boundaries. And, you know, I, um, I recently within this past year, you know, I had a couple, um, legal issues with, you know, various parties in not receiving what I paid for. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, ensuring that you're truly paying attention to, um, contracts, the, the wording within contracts, ensuring that not only they are protected from, because there's issues that could arise on your end that they right. need protection from, but also protecting things on your end. Um, because when you're, when you are going through legal issues, that truly affects your creativity and it can become very draining. Um, so that was like the first thing I really just wanted. So to protect say. yourself, protect your mind, your mind space, your mental health, but make sure you protect yourself legally. Make sure you understand what you're signing, that you've got some support in that space, especially if you don't know a lot about it. Exactly. Ask all the questions. Okay. Ask all the questions. If you are, if you're an artist being offered um, some opportunity at a um, to to exhibit or to show. Ask every single question you can think of. What's being provided? What's not? What's expected of you? What's expected of them? What commissions are they taking? Can you drill into the wall? I mean, literally ask all the questions. Um, That would be one lesson I would say, really, truly. Um, Another lesson I would say is don't be afraid to strategically spend the money that you need to spend to invest in your business in order for it to truly grow. Scared money does not make money. You preach now, Marianne. You preach now, girl. (laughs) But be very strategic 
in where those monies are being placed, mm -hmm. right? Because you may be spending on some things that don't you don't necessarily need, but that money could be applied to some serious muscle, whether it be PR, whether it be yes. that can truly propel things forward. And, you know, I recently moved into, which I'm very excited about. Um, I am, I recently moved into a new like storefront commercial studio and gallery space that is now my name on it, which is now my financial responsibility. Wow. Where's now? Where's it located, Marion? It is literally right next to Dallas Love Field Airport. So oh, just man. outside of downtown Dallas. Okay, um, great. So we're just like right off of Inwood and 35. Okay, area. great. Mm -hmm. um, one of the lessons I'm learning there is the patience in waiting for the ROI. Mm -hmm. right? When you're going to invest the, that money, right? We just said it's important yeah. to invest money in the right things. The lesson I've been learning is don't think that the return is going to happen immediately, right? There's intrinsic value in, in some of the things that you do that you don't see immediately, but you know in your heart and in your mind it's the right timing, it's the right decision, it's the right move. But just because it was right in your heart doesn't mean next month you're just going to make it all back, right? It, it right. takes time. So that that patience game of being consistent and knowing that the decisions that you've made will pay off if if done prudently, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, and I think um, hearing you speak about this, you can tell you've got this perspective on life. You've been through some stuff, obviously, because you really have to have been through it in order. That's why I said, let's preach, because I've been around scared money and, and it's not fun. It's it's anxiety producing. And I'm a creative, too. And so your juices are tapped with the stress that comes from yes. not handling your business. So I love the fact that we can we can look at your beautiful pieces, your beautiful, your energy really radiates this way. But I love the fact that we're also getting to hear this side from you, too, because with all the beauty and the art comes some pain and some tough lessons, too. But that all kind of comes to meet itself in the middle. So I think your journey is definitely one that whether or not I'm an artist or not, we can hear from this, these ideas of investing in yourself, taking some time, being patient, that good things take time. So I, I love Love the fact that you've shared these lessons, but also that you've got this, this space opening. Tell us about like what part of Texas are you in? Because for those ladies that aren't familiar with Dallas Love Field, so tell us where you, where you live, work, have fun. Yeah. What do you normally do when you're not being a businesswoman and then open up this space? Tell us a little bit more okay. about that. So I live just, I mean, just south of downtown Dallas. I live okay. in this really cool building that is actually a historic landmark building. So they can no longer, like there's no way you could tear that building down. It is landmark status. It used to be the old Sears headquarters and manufacturing yeah. and the building is called Southside on the Mark. It's one and of the coolest spaces still, right? So cool. So and cool. it's such an artist community here. It yeah. was intentional as to why I moved here. I live in this very cool, like loft that you would envision an artist living in. Yes. And yeah. I chose this space because nowhere can you find this type of square footage in a traditional apartment. And when I had moved into this space two, almost two years ago, I doubled it as my workspace because I have a large, I had a large 
um, studio area to work out of so I could mm -hmm. have a home studio. Um, and it served well for me over the last year and a half, but I've grown to the point where I have to have a space that I could entertain uh, collectors that want to mm -hmm. do studio visits. Hence why I moved into the new studio and gallery. And that space is just like northwest of downtown Dallas. Okay. Um, and then, um, I mean, as far as like the things I like to do when I'm not, you know, working. Working. Like, <laughs> um, I love Bishop Arts District, of course. Okay. You know, we all yes. love arts. It's such yeah. a, you know, little, just little amazing I don't know, section of Dallas with yeah. restaurants and bars and things like that. I love to go walking on trails. Um, mm. I, I I just got a new puppy. He's four months oh, old. So. What's his name? His name is Mac. Mac, oh, how cute. Yes. You got a baby and a new space. I have a new baby and a new, <laughs> a new fur baby and a new space. Yes. So I've been taking him on little trail walks and he likes... He likes to be outside. Um, and then what else? I mean, there's so many great like little restaurants that me and my girlfriend will always try to find new things. We'll go to Barcelona Wine Bar mm. or Loro or Catbird or a little yeah. night or yeah. So I'm glad that you find some time for it because I think you can it, you can sometimes be like inundated and like your bait your business becomes your baby sometimes for some of us it's our spouse so yeah. that time away is, is so important it's so huge too yeah. what do you need right now i know probably could use a little bit more fun i'm sure you probably not sleeping as much with the space opening although it's super yeah. exciting what could you as a businesswoman so i know you said november was kind of when things started to shift but you've been an artist for a long time what could you use right now as a businesswoman and then what could your actual brand use um right now that you can think of? Mm. Well, you know, every artist is going to say, I can use some sales <laughs> of some original pieces. But yeah. I think what, to truly like answer that question, honestly, what I'm really focused on and what I could really use is like great brand partnerships and great cross marketing between myself and other brands. There's so many opportunities considering not to like, toot my own horn, but I guess that's yeah. why I'm here. Yeah. The versatility of the things that I can do, whether it be digital artwork, whether it be mm. custom crushed glass portraits, whether it be original Egyptian works and that modern take, you know, I've illustrated children's books. There's so many different facets of arts that I'm able to apply that I think there's so much opportunity to work with various brands. And that's really the next the next step for me and just finding the right brands that are in alignment with the right storytelling and, and message, you know, that aligns with, for both of us, I think would be so just beneficial for all parties. Involved. Yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit about that, your, your style of art. Cause as you said, you kind of are multifaceted and can do a lot of things which is why I think your art behind you is so perfect because the art behind you, we'll definitely show you guys this on the episode notes. We'll have a link to it, but her art is super eclectic. It's, it's, it's different styles. And so when I saw it, just cause that's the way my brain works, I was like, wow, her, her art reflects her as an artist too. So can you tell us about you, you got into it a little bit, but how would you describe your style of art? Because it's definitely different and unique, which is why we were so excited to have you on here. And I'm also really excited that you're from Texas too, because I think you represent that new flavor we were talking about. 
But then also tell us a little bit about the, the pieces you have on the wall too. Sure. So my work, like if I were to uh, describe my work, it's always typically very figurative, whether it be that it's an actual portrait or it's an abstracted version of a figure, it's always very figurative. That's one thing I will say. I dabble in abstract works, but most of the time my work leans towards the contemporary figurative world. And they're always typically very bold in color. I love using bright color. Um, not always, but I do, I do love to use color. Um, and then every now and then I use this like signature material of mine, which is adding crushed glass to the painting. So I'll first paint the image and then I'll layer in sections or over the whole piece pieces of crushed glass and broken CDs and diamond dust and all these different materials to create this very larger than life, you know, Texas, we love glamour. Um, (laughs) So adding, adding that to pieces every now and then is, is fun for me. I did in, um, in 2015, it's titled Wodabe Woman. It is inspired by the Wodabe tribe in Africa. These women will paint these beautiful, intricate white designs on their skin. And what's so cool about this piece is when you see it, you see these white designs on her skin, but truly what makes the painting is the blackness of her skin. Yes. If you take the blackness away, if you take the black away, you just have a white canvas. Mm-hmm. You see? So yeah. it's her black skin, that's the actual art, not the white that they paint onto their black skin. Do you see? Interesting. Love that. Okay. Very cool. This piece is, um, it's papyrus, which is Mm -hmm. the first paper to ever exist. Egyptians invented paper. Right. Papyrus, using papyrus leaves. So I source these different papyrus papers and I hand paint images on the top. And this one is uh, like a warrior on his chariot with these uh, three horses and they're going into battle. Uh, Down here is a very popular image that I did merch with last Mm. year called Shades. And it's these four women and they're all different skin tones Mm -hmm. and and some of them have hair and some of them don't. It's meant to represent that we are not our hair. Our hair make us beautiful or not beautiful. (laughs) So lots of different things going on. And photography that I collect. This is actually, this is my friend Morgana. Oh, I thought she looked familiar. Yeah, I know. That is Morgana DeLuna's picture. And then up here is a picture of me. Oh, wow. The red that she took. Oh, wow. Morgana took that picture. Incredible. Down there is a, a watercolor piece that I did of these women and their hair is all connecting them. It's called hairfinity. So anyway. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I think I, I I love all these pieces, and that that is amazing about the black and the white. That's something I oh, definitely so powerful. Um, this idea of culture and sisterhood seems to be a kind of reoccurring themes. Yes. I love the fact that Texas we're so connected. We don't even know. Like I'm sure, Marion, if we actually stopped and talked or met for coffee, we probably have so many connections. It's kind of some of the mission of her Texas that. We're all so connected, A, 
because we might know each other, be from our shared experiences, that, which is why we should support one another. I'd love to hear how your culture seems to be really something you're passionate about, but also it's it's in you, so you can't help but it yeah. to shape so many different things. How has your culture shaped the pieces, the evolution of your pieces, and then just your experience as a woman of color here in Texas or Dallas? Well, growing up in an Egyptian home, you see a lot of Egyptian imagery because of the pride that Egyptians yes. have. We are very, a very, um, we're known as the most hospitable country, but we're mm -hmm. also a very prideful country. We take such pride in being Egyptian. As an Egyptian woman, but as an Egyptian artist, there are, what's so, what's so baffling to me is that Egyptians were the first artists. Egyptians invented paint. Mm -hmm. And so now, um, as a whole, the Egyptian community, because of like immigrating to Egypt, requires stability when you make it here. Mm -hmm. Our parents taught us you need to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, or a pharmacist. Like these are your options. An artist is not an option. When we were, when that's what we come from, we were our, our you know, we were artisans. We we created, we built, we, you know, fixed. And so to know that what my ancestors made paint, they made paint, knowing that I'm using the very thing that my ancestors created to create a life for myself is such a, there's like a deep rooted connection to that. And I think that taking all of these images that I saw growing up and the church that I grew up in, art is a very big thing in the church I grew up in without some people even truly realizing it. The iconography, the woodwork in the, in the church, the dome paintings, all these things, you know, I grew up in a, in a community of a, a Christian community in, in Texas of Egyptians this is a very small pool. Mm -hmm. 90% of Egypt is Muslim, 10% are Christian. Mm -hmm. So it's a very small pool. And when you go to these different churches and you see the like intricacies, I think all of that ties in as an adult now to my work. No question. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so beautiful. And I, I am excited to learn more about your pieces. And this is why it's so fascinating to talk to the women behind the stuff we see happening here because our lives shape so much of the stuff we do. Yeah. And and it's fascinating to see it because we all have these experiences of culture, although you and I are from different cultures. Some of this, what you're sharing, radiates so much to me. Something the pride I have in my ancestors really kind of supports yeah. and drives and fuels so much of the work I do, too. So that we share together, which is exciting to share, to know that. about. Um, we're in Women's History Month, and we wanted to close out with you because um, of this, this sisterhood that we felt that radiated in your in your artwork and my intuition told me that this was a big piece of your of your life and the and the work you do you seem to be someone who supports other women too so we thought oh we have to end on this note and i think also too we have art here in texas is is this thing that's changing and looks different than what people thought it was 10 years ago yeah. uh, which i'm excited to shine a spotlight 
But because it's Women's History Month, we always like to kind of end the show. And it's a bite-sized show, y'all. It's, it goes by so fast. You'll have to go stalk Marion like we've been doing. We'll make sure you have all her social channels. Also, before we close, I want to make sure we know if anything you have coming up, when your space is opening, all that good stuff. But we always like to close with the Texas women that inspire us. We call it Texas spirit animal. Some people just say, you know, a woman that has inspired you. And I'd love to hear from you some thoughts on a Texas woman or Texas women that have inspired you either personally, professionally, and it could be someone that's part of your real life or it could be someone famous. We've had everyone from Felicia Rashad from the Cosby show, which is from from Houston, we've had Barbara Jordan and Richards. We've had uh, Laura Bush. I mean, so many incredible women, lots of moms. So who are the Texas, who's a Texas woman or Texas women that inspire you? Okay. I have like a few. So first and foremost, I have to say my mom, even though she is not, uh, she was not born in Texas. Yeah. She has lived in Texas for the last, uh, let's see how long has my mom lived in Texas? Um, at least 28 years. Oh, Mary, we claim, girl, if you've been here for a week, we claim you as a Texas woman. My mom, my mom inspires me so much she is i think where i get that like business acumen she is so much more composed than i am (laughs) she knows how to word things with such couth if you will get her point across without ever making anyone feel you know, inferior. She's yeah. just the wisest woman I know. So I just I have to say my mom first. And what's her name, Miriam? My mom's name is Dina McHale. Oh, Dina McHale. Okay. Love Dina. We love we you. Love Mama Dina. Yes. Um, I would say there's a couple women in my life that truly inspire me that like I work with, they we work together to scale my business. But she is also a friend of mine. And I would say Micah Williamson inspires me. Okay. Micah Williamson is a a marketing and brand and content manager and web developer. And she just kind of does all the things. And we've been working together for the last two years. Um, We met almost four years ago. Um, And I just, I love Micah and all that she is. She brings so much value to every room she walks into. Also, um, Whitney Warren, she is just fashion guru. She is working Mm -hmm. towards um, opening up her own, you know, luxury Mm -hmm. fashion concept store. Hopefully in the next, we'll we'll see. Um, That's what her, that's her goal. And I just, I'm just so blessed to have her in my life. She inspires me every day. She's like my second set of eyes when I'm like, should I post this? Should I wear this? How should I? (laughs) She's just, she just knows. She She understands she understands aesthetic very okay. well. Okay. Okay. And then, is it sad to say that Beyonce inspires me? Like, uh, I've named her three times, Marion. So no. she's like the hardest working. Yes. I'm. She's a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. I just love Beyonce's work ethic. I yes. love that she'll she'll be hiding, but you know, oh, she's yes. working on something. And yes. watching that homecoming. Oh. That entire like production, like you realize this woman worked for like a year oh. for a two hour performance. Like, yes, yes. That's the type of level of attention that I strive. Yes. For I am I I pride myself and I try my very best to always focus on the details because a lot of the time people miss 
the details. And that's what makes something from good to greatness. And so that's, I have to say Beyonce. <laughs> you, I mean, you, you kind of have to. And like, I, I've talked about homecoming for so long. I love the fact, A, she works on that so long in silence. Um, but I think she shares the same point with you too about this ROI, right? Not expecting it to happen overnight. She knew it was coming, but yeah. she said, it's not going to impact the work I do every day. So it's also like, Knowing that these things, amazing things can happen, but you can, it's going to take time and little by little. Take and this woman, this woman just had twins. Oh, she wasn't comfortable with her body. And like, I'm, you know, I'm into my mid thirties now. I don't yeah. have the body I used to have when I was in my twenties. Mm -hmm. And I get so like hung up on it. And I have to remind myself like, okay, you don't have your 20 year old body. But do you also still, you want your 20 year old body back, but do you, do you want your 20 year old mindset back? No. No. You want your 20 year old bank account back? No. <laughs> like some things have to yes. change. So, but seeing her like push past how uncomfortable she was and know that with the work and the time, it will pay off. That was just, and then she came out in this Nefertiti. Of course, I'm um, I pay attention to this. Oh, that's right. She had this Nefertiti headdress, oh. and her dancers in the intro, they all had these King Tut leotards. Yeah. I was like, Yes. <laughs> oh, <"Go> Egypt. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, her, your body has changed, but like Beyonce's curves are like ridiculous now. So she doesn't yes. have the 20 year old body. But it's better now. I think it's, it's better. more soulful. Yes. The curves are more soulful. So, Mary, yeah. I'm sure. You, first of all, Mary, you look amazing, and you're exactly right. <laughs> the mindset, the bank account, the bodies—it's—it's it's actually getting better now because now you're yeah. actually more comfortable to who you are. Because I know yeah. when I was in my 20s, it was very focused on everybody all else. The wrong, yeah, the wrong things. In yeah. your 30s, you there's just this confidence, this assuredness. Of course, yes. there's days. Of course. But it's a different, it's a different space. And I'm, I'm so grateful to be in this space. Yes. Well, yeah. we are so excited about what the rest of this year holds for you. Um, I think also to what you add to the Texas art scene is so exciting. And so thank you for, for joining us this week on Built in Texas and for helping us close out Women's History Month. I'd love for you to tell us before we kind of close out this week's show, what's next for you? How can we connect with you? And is there anything our community of women around the state can do for you? Um, well, what's up next is um, I'm fit just closing out the, the uh, exhibition at the Jeanette Kennedy Gallery. Mm -hmm. All the pieces are going to be moving into my new studio and gallery space, which I'm going to be announcing soon, um, you know, with a whole like big announcement. And um, folks can actually schedule a studio visit if they're interested in, in coming to view the pieces and or interested in purchasing a piece. And then I will actually be hosting an event um, you know, as a kind of a grand opening of yeah. the studio and gallery space. Um, and then also in mid-May, which is about almost two months from now, yeah. um, I will be showing at, it's called the Other Art Fair. It's a mm -hmm. large art fair at Dallas Market Hall. Thousands of artists apply. Yeah. They only accept 140 artists. So I'm very yeah. Proud to have been selected. Yes. I'll be showing there um, May 12th through 15th. Um, so they can come not only check out my art, but artists from all over Dallas mm -hmm. and all over Texas will be at this um, at this fair. 
And then um, to like check out what I'm, you know, what I'm doing, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is official Mare Bear, M-A-R-E-B-E-A-R, official Mare Bear. And then my website, www.marymikhail.com. We, you can find, if you go to my Instagram, you'll find that little link that yes. has my LinkedIn, my website, where to order prints, where to order merchandise. Um, and then word of mouth is, is one of the greatest resources. So yeah. the sharing, I mean, you know, everyone always thinks that they immediately have to buy a piece of artwork and, and feel I can't afford that. Well, I mean, truly support is free. You know, yeah. you don't need to spend thousands of dollars to support an artist just by sharing their work, just by, you know, mentioning them in rooms. That's a, that's so major and appreciated. Um, and then of course, like, of course, investing in, in artists, you know, whether it be purchasing an original piece, whether it be purchasing a, purchasing a limited edition print that carries value, they're only yes. one of 50, they're signed, they're numbered, they can actually be sold on secondary market and mm -hmm. actually make it an investment. Um, and then, like I said, cross marketing with other brands, that's a, that's a, that would be so big and so helpful. No right. And on your website, can we actually purchase pieces there? Or we have to be in person to purchase the pieces. So, um, so the, there's uh, a couple tabs. There's some pieces that you can actually purchase straight okay. off the website, but all the pieces from the McTube collection, which is my latest uh, collection of Egyptian works. If you're interested in a piece, there's a button that you click that's email to inquire okay. that way I can immediately respond and we can discuss the, the sizing of it, the materials, okay. the, pricing, the the art courier services, the delivery, all of that. Okay. That way we can coordinate because it's more than just sure. purchase, you know, with, yes. with high level artwork, we got to talk about getting yeah. it delivered in the right way and make sure it's all buttoned up. So, so we have a couple of options. And then do you do custom pieces too? I do. On my website, there's, I love all these questions. On my <laughs> website, these are good questions. On my website, there's a button that says um, commission and you mm -hmm. can click that and it has a few fields and you just submit what it is you're looking to do. And if you want to attach any images, uh, reference images that you'd like me to take a look at and it will send me all of that information and then we can start coordinating the commission. So there is a commission uh, tab that you can submit. Perfect. Well, Marion, you've been a absolute pleasure to be on the show this week. Excited about your pieces. I have lots of other questions, but we'll save those for wine or coffee. Yes. Oh no, <laughs> we're gonna need. We're gonna yes. need. Yes. <laughs> some ideas, some ideas for sure. So, but thank you so much for joining us, and for all of you that are tuning in every week and support her Texas and support the show. We love you. Thank you for all the support you have, and we will see you next week. Have a great rest of your week and happy Women's History Month as well. Thank, thank you so much, Jasmine. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> Bye. -bye.